Welcome to Gracefully Imperfect, a podcast for the all-encompassing Black man, the professional, the entrepreneur, the student, the family man, the father, and the everyday survivor. I'm your host, Semantic Seven. And on this journey together, we will discuss all things related to fatherhood and parenting, morality and ethics, striving to become mentally healthy, our role within our households and our family, health and fitness, and I dare not to forget, there will be a lot of sharing of our personal developmental stories that have shaped us who we are today. So let's go on this journey together and center our consciousness, relax our mind, off we go to the depths below. Blessings and abundance to all of you who are tuning in from your respective locations, your geographical regions. No matter if you're here or there, far or near, I appreciate and I am thankful for you choosing this particular podcast out of the thousands of podcasts that are on your streaming platform. I am also very grateful that for those, I'm also grateful for those who are here for the first time. Can't be easy figuring out who to listen to, what you can trust, what makes you safe and what makes you feel safe and secure. And so I am honored that you're giving this podcast a chance. I'm grateful for the universe and the creator for supplying me with the abilities, the tools, the mindset to be to be my most authentic and unapologetic self. This was something that I never really embraced. I didn't open my arms and welcome this type of quality. But what I've realized is that being honest and truthful and accurate about who you are, what you represent, and what your purpose and vision is, that is true liberation. And so thank you, universe. Thank you, creator, for being there for me, for showing me right from wrong, for illuminating my path of consciousness. I'm grateful. So for all those 
for those who are new to the podcast and those who are tuning in uh, as regulars, I just want to let you know that today is this very special episode. It's my favorite episode. Um, I say a lot of episodes are my favorite. The poetry, there's certain ones where, where we dive into certain issues, concerns, questions, themes that, that really spark my interest. In particular, this one, Black Woman University, has a very special place in my heart. For all those who know or who don't know, I attribute my growth, my transcendence, my consciousness, my a lot of my knowledge, a lot of the wisdom that I've gained, a lot of the truth that I have synthesized and made it my own from black women. And the beauty behind it all is that a lot of these black women weren't trying to be an educator to me. They weren't trying to be a mentor or coach. They were simply they were simply opening their heart, opening their mind, and connecting with me on a emotional and spiritual and personal level. That is the best teacher. When someone gives the knowledge and the truth and the information to you without any type of expectation or reward. And today for Black Women University, I want to uplift and I want to share my three critical learning, learning points from my sister, Mecca James Williams. Mecca James Williams has been a a guiding light in my life. She has been motivational, inspirational. She has been a keen listener when I just needed to vent and go down my tangents of nonsensical things that mean nothing to me, but meant everything to her. She's the type of person that I connect on an intellectual, spiritual, and emotional level. We can sit and we can talk about any topic that arises. She has opened my eyes to many different things. How to be sensitive in a world that is insensitive. How to be communicative in a world that's saturated by inflammatory rhetoric. And she's taught me how to look within and find the answers to life. And for that, planning and designing this particular conversation with all of you was a little bit difficult because 
there has been so much. Just like when I did my wife's, that one, that one was a little difficult too. Uh, when you, when you, when you have so many conversations, so many interventions, so many table talks, so many phone calls, it, it becomes a challenge sifting through it and finding those three critical learning points. So I just want to say that these critical learning points are not all inclusive. And these are the ones that I would say are very profound, very influential, uh, and the ones that I could hook my attention on without going through a world of confusion and headache. So the, the, the very first critical lesson that I learned from my sister, Mecca James Williams, is to untether my soul. And she gave me a, uh, a book about a year ago. It's called Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. She gave me this book during a time where I was struggling with conscientious objection, struggling with my mental health, struggling with my relationship and attitude towards finances and where I was on this fence of wanting to be a full-blown writer and artist, but didn't know exactly where to go, how to pursue it, how to be committed and invested, you know? And so this was a web of things that I was going through and she didn't ask me if I needed the book. She didn't solicit for what I needed or what I wanted or what I desired. She simply act. Out of her own volition, she act without any feedback, without any answers to questions without any questions. She thought of me in her own world, when she was operating her own world, thought of me to give me something to lift my spirit and to show me that there's joy. And this book taught me, I read it, and this book taught me how to free myself. Family, that's important. Just because we don't have the shackles and the chains and we're not on 
sugar plantations or cotton plantations doesn't mean that we are still we are not still in bondage. And that was a crippling time for me where I I was I was uh paralyzed and and um not experiencing the abundance of a full life. And so this book taught me to free myself to be the conscious. Don't be the person, be the conscious. The conscious is the most powerful weapon of the human experience. To center and ground ground myself with the conscious, to be in a observer of all these sensations and emotions and feelings and images and memories keeps you sane if you say I am all of these things that I just mentioned and a lot of those things are rooted in trauma and adversity and pain and struggle that can drive you to insanity. And so the untethered soul taught me to free myself from the bondage of my thoughts, of the information and the knowledge that I was bringing in, the emotions and the feelings that were flowing through my body. It taught me how to liberate myself. The second thing that my sister taught me is to change my relationship with finances. My sister is a very, very business savvy financially independent, financially stable individual. For the last two years, she has pioneered, pioneered down this path of economic prosperity by being her most unapologetic and most authentic self. She's a stylist by trade and she transformed that into a content creator to a to an influential speaker to a brand ambassador and and I, I don't want to diminish the other roles and functions and responsibilities that she fulfill so I will say that she is an all-around go-getter. And I looked at her, I looked at her life, and I looked at her situation, and I was just filled with joy. And at the same time, I was filled with so many questions. How'd you get here? What does it feel like making so much money? How do you 
create balance. Does money or the abundance of money really change things? And one thing that she taught me, and the thing that she taught me from those conversations that I gathered from, from those conversations is she had to start looking at money from a different angle. And the way that we are taught about money is from a very industrial point of view. You go to work, you clock in, you work for X amount of time, you clock out, you get paid every two weeks or so. And the money that you receive is filtered with a bunch of, you don't know exactly where all the dollars and the cents are going before it hits your hand or hits your bank account. So she taught me that money is a commodity. Which means that if you, which means that it's accessible, it's retrievable. It's not something that is difficult to find, to earn, to accumulate. So she gave me this book. She brought me this, here's my sister again, buying me a book. She thought of me in her world and got me this book, uh, Getting Good With Money by the Budgetista, which I read. And in that book, it taught me about understanding what created the financial distress. Before you can even be able to wrap your mind around I want to change my attachment and my relationship to finances. You have to understand what is it about money and finances that creates this angst, this stress, this opposition. And when I started to examine that, I realized that I've always put money on a pedestal. I've always used money as the measuring point for ambition, aspiration, and success. And if I was not making more money than I was making before, comparatively speaking, that I was failing, that I was not maximizing my full potential. So I had to change all that, (laughs) y'all. I really did. I really did. That was causing too much tension and pressure and stress. I had to start looking at money from a 
perspective of knowing that it's all around me, knowing that it's so many different pots to grab from, but also knowing that it does not, it does not, it is not the center of my world. It is not the center of my existence and money does not equate to success, aspiration, and ambition. Growth, learning, truth, and wisdom are the center. And if money becomes a byproduct of that, then it was meant to be. And I am grateful for that. So that that book that she sent me, plus the conversation and her open ear, non-judgment demeanor, really helped me become more attuned with money and finances. The third thing that my sister has taught me is the power of self-sovereignty. She's her own business person. She controls her destiny. She creates her own schedule. She chooses and selects the jobs that are most beneficial to her based off of priority, her values, and spiritual alignment. She has developed a brand around being being unapologetic, being creative and artistic, not shying away from not shying away from your opinion your understanding of things. She also has shown me that vulnerability is what can bridge the gap between your fears to your purpose. She wasn't always a economically thriving business person. There were ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. There were some dark caves here and there as she trailblazed on this path living in New York. Her story is quite, quite compelling. Eventually, I will have her on the podcast. I would love to, and I will interview her so you all can really, really get the essence of what this woman is all about. She's in, she's within my circle. I don't have too many in my circle, but she is the one that's in my circle that's within reach that I can experience face to face, skin to skin, and 
that particular piece, that self-sovereignty piece, you can be your own creator of fate, creator of destiny, I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to make this sound as if there's no in-between, there's no buffer. And I think that's, and that is something that she has also taught me, is being able to be committed and invested to the process. She read a lot of my writing when I started taking writing seriously. Reading my poems, listen to me speak when we would have our table talks. And she, she, she told me, she said, Kyle, when you figure out how to package this and deliver this to, to the people, you will become larger than life. I didn't believe that at first. I really didn't. I thought that was nonsense. She said it over and over again, y'all. Every single time that I'm, you know, we would see each other two to three times a year. She reminded me, Kyle, when you learn how to package this and deliver this to the people, you will become sought after larger than life. Financially whole. Let's just say when someone continues to <laughs> reaffirm your potential, your strengths, what they see in you that can't be seen by yourself, there is truth to that. There is power to that. I eventually hooked on to that and, and I said, you know what, you're right. You're absolutely correct. I gotta trust the process. I gotta be committed to the process. I gotta have an attitude of seeking to, to thrive no matter the weather the season, the obstacles, I got to keep pushing. I have to experience full liberation by experiencing full liberation. Breaking away from any type of limitations, understanding that there are vast possibilities that that and these opportunities are boundless. So thank you for that, sister. Thank you so much for your wisdom, for your love, for your compassion, for your ability to create a space that is safe, that's warm, that's inviting. 
Thank you so much for sharing parts of your story with me. Sharing insights with me, sharing practical examples to get me to understand exactly what you're talking about. Thank you for consoling me during times of pain, confusion, self-loathing. Thank you for that. And I'm grateful that your sister, my wife, <laughs> has uh, chose me to be hers and hers only and has given me access to the most beautiful souls that have graced this, this earth. I wanna, wanna leave you all with the, the quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, without community, there is no liberation. Audrey Lord. Thank you so much for sharing in this space. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being your most emotional, vulnerable, and imperfect selves. It's not easy doing it. It's not always, <laughs> it's not always glory and reward in doing it, but it does. But it does liberate you and propel you to be more honest, more full, and to experience abundance. I can't wait to have another conversation with all of you. I also can't wait for us to share in this space once again. So in the meantime, be love, be peace, stay healthy, and be prosperous. Peace and love, family.